You're listening to the Art of Floating podcast. Another Art of Floating podcast where float centers thrive. This is our weekly podcast that tells our stories of running a float center. It tells our stories, our ups and downs. We give tips on starting and running our own float centers. We give information from around the world on what's going on in the world of floating. And as always, obviously you found our podcast. You can also find us on Facebook at The Art of Floating. You can find us on Twitter at Artful Floating. And as always, you can join the conversation um, with us by leaving a speak pipe, a voicemail on theartoffloating.com. Just click on the gold bar to the left side of your screen and uh, leave us a speak pipe. We'll play it on the show, answer your questions, share your opinions, whatever you like. And um, I guess I should introduce myself. My name is Dylan. I co-own the float shop with my lovely wife, Sandra Calm. Um, in Portland, Oregon, and I'm joined by Amy Grimes of Float Nashville. Hey, y'all. Lance Foss in Red Deer, Canada. Hello, everyone. And uh, we got a lot we want to cover today, so I'm going to jump in pretty quickly here. But first, just want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Float Away. They're pretty awesome, and they make some pretty awesome float tanks. They're uh, good lord. Colin is uh, probably certified genius. Uh, he makes some pretty fantastic <laughs> float tanks. Yeah. That, That's for um, sure. Testify. Uh, that all the customers love the the buttons to open and close their float tanks. The the manual door can freak people out a little bit, but the um, it, it's always funny to call a float tank sexy. But the the kind of the sexy design <laughs> of the tranquility lets people's guards down. It's pretty amazing. That's um, that's that's the one that people, if they're willing to get into a float tank at all, that they're going to be comfortable stepping into. So we appreciate that and having a tranquility in our space, and we recommend you having one in yours. <sighs> Floataway, www.floataway.com. So I want to uh, tell a little story here real quick. Uh, earlier today, uh, every Tuesday, I don't have to bore you every day that we're doing construction on the new float room. Yes, we're actually floating people in there, and um, it's cool. Actually, just yesterday, we put it online, although we haven't officially announced its opening yet because it's, you know, the, well, we're still building. Um, so we're still <laughs> adding 5-8 sheetrock onto it with green glue um, on the outside, so on the hallway next to it and towards the lobby. So... You know, every Tuesday, that's what we're doing. And I, uh, I'm i running out of gas, to be quite honest, with the project. And so, like, it's instead of all day now, like, I had an hour before the show. And I just chilled in the sun and, and had a drink and relaxed for a little bit. And uh, nice. I, I kind of, yeah, but I, I kind of needed it, not just wanted it. Um, so we're, we're almost there. But anyway, um, one of the last things that we need for the room is a door. We just basically used a, a really chintzy hollow core door that we had been using to separate um, our previous Zen room from our uh, laundry room. It doesn't do much for soundproofing or anything like that. Um, but uh, I had ordered, uh, I don't know how much I want to get into this, but I, I ordered a really nice door. I got the information off float tank facilitators um, on uh, what kind of door to get without spending, you know, a thousand bucks on a door, but still getting the bang for the buck, which is obviously always true to my heart is getting the quality without spending all the money on it. Um, but anywho, um, I, or I almost ordered the door and we talk about shipping times. This is at a home Depot. And, um, suddenly he tells me, well, actually there's another company that can get it to you way sooner. They're like way more consistent about shipping times. So I said, well, yeah, let's go with this company. I mean, are they legit? Yes, absolutely. Cool. Sign. Good. And smash cut to your, 
doors being delayed by a week, your doors being delayed by another week. And it's like, all right, we're we're just whispering, or you know, we're tiptoeing around the hallway for, uh, gosh, are we coming up on a month now? Uh, something like that. Oh, and, yeah. Um, and uh, so I finally went to Home Depot today. The the door is here. Oh, it was pretty funny when I got the phone call that said, uh, we have your door here and we're waiting for you to pick it up. I was like, ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, I'll be right there to pick that up. Um, so I, I go down there, pick up the door. Everything's sweet, good. It's standing up vertically and I'm, I'm pushing it out to my car and it just slips out of the the push cart and hits the ground. And I had a oh, no. bit of an oh oh crap moment, but um, I realized it's got rubber feet on, like it's it's meant to be manhandled a little bit, and uh, I was like, okay, it's good. And I just started trying to pick it up. Mind you, have a bulging disc right now. My spine is not what it should be, so I'm Ooh. I'm just like yeah ah, yeah, trying to get this thing on. And this gentleman who might as well be wearing a bolo tie, like just like a classic, kind of like a farmer style guy, probably in his seventies. Very healthy looking, a big smile on his face, comes up to me. He's like, let me help you out with that. Help, help, help you out with that, son. I was like, yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> got it back on. And I was like, man, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I, I got it from here. And he's like, let me just help you to your car. And I was like, okay. <laughs> you know what? Why not? And so we're, we're both pushing on the door, making sure it didn't slip down. I don't know how other people move these doors the way they had it set up for me. Like, it should have been on its side. I don't know why it wasn't delivered to me on its side, but that doesn't really matter. Anyway, so we, we get to my car, and I was like, thank you so much, sir. That that was so kind of you. I really appreciate it. And he's like, let's get it into your car. And I was like, no, you, no, no, no. I got it from here. And he's like, yeah, let me help you out. <laughs> and and uh, so he, he helps me get it into my car, and I, I was just uh, – I, I said, hey, thank you so much. I, I will pass this forward. I'll, I will pass your kindness forward. And – I was so appreciative. My, my spine was appreciative. And um, I was just, A, like, that's the kind of human being I want to be. Um, that's, that's uh, like, he, he was, I mean, like, he was physically healthy. That's what I want to be like at 70. He was helping some, just some young punk with long hair, some hippie. Who, some hippie. You know, some, uh, you know, some uh, <laughs> Bernie Sanders fan must be smells like patchouli. <laughs> All right. Not all of those things might not be true, but but that's what he, I look like to him. And he's it didn't even matter. He was just helping me out. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. And on my drive back while I was making sure if I got in an accident, the door didn't chop off the top of my head. Uh, it's good. You know, tight, tight squeeze in a Subaru wagon. But um, it worked. But but the main thing was, as, as I was other than avoiding death, contemplating like the float center thing, because, you know, we do the podcast. I sometimes think in a bit of a macro view, and I, I love that uh, float centers help other float centers. And it's it was incredibly helpful to me when I was starting my float center. I know it's been incredibly helpful to, to you mm-hmm. guys starting your float centers and just avoiding the pitfalls, all that stuff. Obviously, that's what we're trying to do with the podcast here. Um, and I just want to put it out to you guys. Please be that that guy, you know, with your business and no matter what stage that you're at in your business, please take the time to, uh, to reach out to, uh, not necessarily to reach out. And although I would definitely encourage you to, but when they reach out to you, please, please provide assistance to them. You don't have to give away the farm, you know, but, but try to lend them a hand in whatever way that you can. And I know that you're busy. I know that you work in at least 15 hour days um that that's how it works but um you you can help them that that little bit and help this industry grow 
and it's I I hear about other float centers that are they just say you know I'm I'm too busy I can't put my energy into this uh, I say I you know I challenge you to, to do it anyway because that's that's the community that we're in it's 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 pretty damn awesome and uh, I think we should continue that so that was my two cents. And, you know, even when you can't give information or maybe you just don't even know the answer, sometimes Mm. just giving a little bit of encouragement goes a long way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. A little empathy, a little bit of encouragement can make somebody's day. Knowing that you're a friend, like they have a community can be pretty helpful. That's been really nice with Float On and us and uh, uh, Mudra Massage that has a float tank is you know, we, we get together, we have drinks and we talk about the craziness that it is running a float center. And it's, it's, it's pretty cool to be able to do that. We're not giving away trade secrets about our float centers that, that I'm aware of. Ah, I probably do, but, um, <laughs> two, two beers in, I probably am, but, but, uh, it's, um, it's just a really cool supportive community when, you know, I mean, you can find other entrepreneurs out there, but it's pretty difficult to find floatrepreneurs out there. And, and if you do hold on to them, you know, yeah, they're your competition, but, they could also really be your friend as well. <sighs> that's heartwarming. Um, that's heartwarming. <laughs> that's so not like it. I don't know where that came from. That, that gentleman really, he, he did. Uh, no, there's, there's a ton of feedback in float facilitators with um, almost everyone thanking each other for the help. You know, after mm-hmm. someone asks a question, there's four people helping them. And, you know, they're always saying thank you. And they're always passing that on. So yeah. it is a cool community. Good, good call. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to go just a little bit into some show rating stuff. I, I have just been blown away by how many people are listening to the show, to be quite honest. Like, I think about how many people are running a float center or planning on running a float center. And apparently it's a a larger number than I anticipated. And, um, I, I don't think we'll exactly say what those numbers are. I feel like that's something you play closer to your vest. Is that right? Is that what we do in media? I don't know. But, (laughs) but uh, but it, it's um, even in just the past few weeks, it's been getting bigger and bigger. It's really exciting. Um, and uh, I got a lot of really positive response on the Shoshana episode, which I was really kind of surprised by because the the one on one interviews tend to be a little bit slower in, in getting listens than than the other episodes, although I think they're just as good. Um, but this one um, people really responded to, which is really exciting. Um, and uh, just as a little little random tidbit um a few of the most popular episodes obviously the liber episode is going to be a really popular one one of our one of our first episodes interviewing uh, at liber um but also um uh, the business coach episode lance your business coach um is a really popular episode and i think that's fantastic if anybody hasn't listened to that one i would say jump on that one asap there's so much good information in there that's uh mm. just for free it's just free hour yeah. right in that little podcast episode so get it's on so it. funny because i meet with him every week yeah <laughs> i i listen to that podcast and i learn things that's listening awesome. to the podcast so, <laughs> i like that oh that's yeah. great yeah Cool. Um, oh, speaking of which, that does encourage us to want to do more uh, interviews with all three of us. I got to say the logistics of everything and setting up, it, it, it mm. seems like we just turn on the microphones and record, but there's a lot more that goes into it. Um, oh, yeah. So it, it is easier to do the one-on-one uh, interviews, but uh, we will do our best to get more of the group ones where, like, um, you know, if, if it had just been him and I sitting there talking, it would have been a... Eh, maybe adequate interview, but with all of us asking questions and the back and forth that goes on, I think that's what really made that one special. So um, that's that's pretty cool. We'll try to do that more. 
Um, and uh, one that I found, th so this isn't even like a rating specific thing, but I encourage you to check out our biggest mistakes episode, if only because um, <clears throat> it's like, a, if, if you ever hear about parents who buy how to how to raise your your kid books like child rearing books uh they basically what they say is if you're buying the books you don't need them basically like if that's where your attention is then you're going to be a good parent you know don't don't stress it and everybody i've talked to over skype or over the phone has said as soon as i saw that episode once i discovered your podcast that's the first one i went to and those were people who in my mind and it's just my my personal opinion the people who are really bent on opening a float center. It's not something that maybe it's going to happen. Maybe it's not. They have a lot of drive. And I just thought, wow, I've heard this several times that that biggest mistake episode was the first, you know, like, like a shining star, the one that they went to. So I just thought that was really interesting. And I would just encourage you guys to check it out. Cause I mean, again, that's what the show's about, right? It's saving you guys from our mistakes mm -hmm. and, We've made plenty. Well, well, I'm sure we'll have Biggest Mistakes Part 2 and 3. And <laughs> good news is we're all still in business, so we'll continue making terrible, terrible mistakes. So, Yeah, um. when we have our, our episode that is the last mistake. Um, <laughs> Stop <laughs> yeah. listening after that. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. final yeah. mistake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the final mistake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Good time. So I... A little, a little random, and obviously, I just want to say thank you guys for your support, for um, listening to the show, um, for the emails of support. I think all three of us get those over Facebook. Um, I think people are finding float tank facilitators through us. I think that's really cool, um, and I, I love seeing the community that exists completely outside of the show on that Facebook page, where just people are throwing up random questions. Greg Griffin, you come up again. Uh, all these questions and everybody's throwing their thoughts or answers. And I'm always a little reluctant to be like, this is the way to, I, I always want to be like, this is what works for me. And I don't want anybody to mm. hear it otherwise. Like this is, this is my two cents, but there's better stuff out there potentially, you know? And that's, what's so great is everybody gives their opinions and you, you just pick and choose. I, I just love that. Mm -hmm. I love that you said that because um, mm. there's not one straight way to run a float center. Mm. There's infinite number of ways to run a float sure, center. Sure. Some people yes. find ways to be more efficient than others and, you know, more cost saving than others. But oh, right. yeah, just um, remember all the advice you're getting from other people, break that down and digest what works best for you. Take, take bits from that and create your own, you mm -hmm. know, um, that's, mm -hmm. Discernment oh. is our friend for sure when it comes oh, to flood yeah. things. Good, good, and, uh, cool. As long as everybody's looking at it that so way, that's great. I'll be more confident yeah. posting my <laughs> my yeah. advice, quote unquote. Um, so again, I just want to thank everybody. Um, if you do want to support the show, uh, if you go to what is it? Oh gosh, I guess I should have had this figured out already. But uh, the uh, Art of Flow, uh, recommended products. Wow, recommended products. Uh, you can bookmark Amazon. And anytime that you shop on Amazon, a couple of doubloons are, are thrown our way. And uh, we can uh, use all the stuff for better microphones, all that stuff. We have sponsors. It's not a, it's not a crazy amount of cash. We're not retiring from our float centers just yet because <laughs> of it. Um, but we do want to improve the audio experience here and just improve the podcast overall. So um, if you want to help support us, um, we would greatly appreciate that. That would be wonderful. <sighs> Hi, guys. Hey. <laughs> Amy, 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 Amy. Amy. Yes. Can I pick pick on you first? Oh <laughs> yeah. 
You've, sure. you've shared a lot. You've shared, <laughs> <laughs> you shared a lot over the last few weeks and it's been, yeah. it's been really emotional. It's been um, very yeah. impactful on your business and your potential yeah. business future. And um, I'm, I'm curious yeah. if, if you could give like a, a 10 second <laughs> catch up and then what's, sure. what's been going on in the past two weeks. So um, yeah, it'll be probably a little bit more than 10 seconds, but sure, I'm going to condense yeah. this as much as I can. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, we did have a big blow to the whole project. We're getting very close to the end. Um, but when my, we had to fly my father back to the transplant center that took a big chunk of our money. Um, but I found out number one, that resiliency and uh, determination, um, do a lot, uh, for an entrepreneur and I am not too proud to beg. My motto has become, that dignity is overrated as I get older. Um, I'm okay with that. Uh, so uh, I went out and I found found the money, got super close, thought, can you, can okay. You, can I interrupt one second? Can you talk yeah, about yeah. what your project is? Sure. So I'm so sorry. I should okay. have been more, uh, more uh, specific. So we are getting ready to open a, a second location, or at least we're trying to, right. which is including um, purchasing the building as well, which is what's really making everything so much more difficult. Mm. So... So as we've been going through this, we've been going through this a long time. It's been up and down. And uh, we finally had everything, finally we thought, in in place. Uh, We had used a big chunk of money to find my father home for a transplant uh, center, which ended up not happening. The transplant was not viable. But um, finally got that money together. So all we had left to do, the only thing left, was to get our contractor to give us the final bid. Now he had done this bid before and um, had gotten all the subcontractors and turned his estimate in and it was great. Um, However, Nashville is exploding Mm. with construction projects. Mm -hmm. We have four high rises going up. I mean, it is insane. If you look at the Nashville uh, skyline, you see nothing but cranes. Uh, Last I counted, there was 10 cranes on the skyline and that's just the big projects. That's not even counting the smaller projects as our city booms. Um, so when he went out to his subcontractors again, because we had to, this whole project has been dragging along for lots of different reasons, but, um, he went out to the subcontractors again and I said, okay, contractor, be so kind. All I need you to do is shave off about $35,000 and we're good to go. And he's like, oh, that's no problem. No big deal. So the next thing I know, I'm getting an email with the, uh, the, uh, final estimate and I open it up. And it is almost two hundred and approximately forty thousand dollars above the original estimate. And I said, um, "Excuse me, contractor. <laughs> <laughs> math, perhaps math is not your strong suit. I get it. It's all good. Um, but you know, you said you could shave off thirty-five thousand, and suddenly it's about two hundred and forty thousand dollars more." He's like, "Well, yeah, because there's so much going on. The contractors basically, you know, they're gonna, they can, you know, it's a, a demand." Uh, economy right now it's uh what am i trying to think of supply and demand it's Mm -hmm. it's all about the supply and demand and right now there's not a whole lot of contractors so i spent two days moping saying okay well that's the end of that i can't come up with an additional 200 i barely came up with the money that i needed i can't come up with an even more number one and number two i wouldn't want to it wouldn't make any sense from a financial standpoint um so after moping around for two days I said, okay, we're going to do this. It's okay. We're going to figure this out. I'm going to call outside of the state of Tennessee and wasn't having a whole lot of luck. Now, I know y'all, y'all can probably tell this from my accent, but I am from Pennsylvania. (laughs) 
I'm sure it was very clear when I said when I first said, "Hey, y'all." Um, yeah, I'm um, sorry, y'all. What? <laughs> what y'all fixing to do? Um, nice. nice. So you, you know, you can tell that I'm from Pennsylvania, of course, uh, but I grew up around a bunch of um, Amishmen. So <laughs> we have a, f- uh, a we bunch of Amishmen, Amishmen who, who also are contractors. That's what they. Uh, this, this particular family. That's what they do. Amishmen. Um, I, I, Men who are Amish. Okay, okay, sorry. Yes. Please. <laughs> we reached out to the Amish community who also happen to have a, uh, a contracting business um, and construction business. Huh. And uh, <laughs> this is a very difficult thing to do because you can't just call the Amish community <laughs> up. You have to basically relay the message through uh. a bunch of people, and it takes a few days, and a few horses and buggies are involved. <laughs> And uh, so we're still in that process. I don't know if it's going to happen, but um, but it's been the best thing. Anytime we come across something that seems difficult to do, it's like, oh, just tell Amy to call the Amish. It'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> just call the Amish. Um, so we're hoping that they are going to uh, be able to help us out and uh, perhaps solve a, an issue. Um, either wow. way, you know, wow. as long as I give it my best, as long as I give it the old college try, uh, there's always other, there's other options. Um, because you never yeah. just start one of these things with just a plan A, people. Ha, ha. There's always a plan B. <laughs> nice. um, and you're on plan but, what by now? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe plan X? I yeah. don't know. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, it's been an adventure, and I can laugh about it at this moment. I was crying about five days ago. <laughs> right now I can huh. laugh about it, and it's it's certainly an adventure. And if nothing else, I have some great stories to tell oh, wow. um, by the time this the second location gets started. No kidding, right? No kidding. <laughs> but uh, but we, we instead of raising a barn, I do hope to raise a float site. <laughs> I checked if float barn wow, was available. Floatbarn.com was available. And by the way, <laughs> it's not. So whoever has floatbarn.com, <laughs> if you're listening, give me a call. I have like the best nice. marketing ideas for you ever. <laughs> oh, genius. <laughs> I love it. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, speaking yeah. of genius, Amy... Wow. Way to think outside of the box. Wow. Uh, I'm sure there's some awesome puns or jokes in there, but I, I got nothing. Wow. I'm just amazed and impressed. And obviously it hasn't gone through yet, but even right, just right. Don't be amazed yet. out there. But it's just, fun. My God. Uh, actually, two things. So one is uh, um, Lance, is that the buggy to get the phone? Is that the, to relay the message? Is that what they do up in Canada? Is that the same thing? <laughs> no, we use sleds. Well, not it's, anymore because it's summer, but we might we might get the buckies out soon. It's intermission season. And right what, are now, so. what are they called? Uh, <laughs> Don't you have like this whole event based yeah. on the buggy and the wagons and the you got oh chuck wagons, a- chuck, chuck wagons, wagons. Yeah. oh yeah, 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 chuck wagons. That's where, yeah, chuck, chuck wagons. wagons. Uh, mm-hmm. So the other right. thing, the other thing was just that I, I did speak to you a few days ago, and I didn't know all of this this information and all this detail, but I was amazed by your attitude. I know I would have been in the fetal position on the floor, and <laughs> oh, I was. And you did say that you had basically other irons in the fire. Like you're like, this isn't the end. Like, pfft, it, no. Yeah, I really want this, but you know, I got other. I got like you said, Plan X, Y, and Z. <laughs> Burn through the we first are in the 20, float business. We are all this resilient, or else we would none of us would have gotten as far as we have. Right. It is one of the hardest things I have ever done in my entire life, and I have done a lot of businesses. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. people don't understand that when they're starting their float centers. I think there's yeah. this whole turnkey idea that it's just you, you drop in these tanks into a center and <laughs> the cash comes in while you're you're touring 
the Atlantic, but it, it doesn't quite work that way, does it? Not not quite. Not, not yet. Quite. We're working on it. We're working on it. That's, that's what yeah, we're here for. Just put up, put up four walls in a float tank. I remember thinking that. Four <laughs> yeah, walls in a float tank. Floatbarn.com. Got it. Floatbarn.com. That's right. Whoever has that, you've got to call me, please. Love it. I, I've got ideas for you, my friend. Uh, um, let's see here. Thank you. Is there anything else you wanted to share about last last few weeks? You know, you know that has pretty much encompassed every single yeah. moment of my life. I believe it. Um, so uh, yeah, we've had some personnel changes um, that also mm. make things busy. But you know, that's just that's what it is to run a business. That's mm. what we do. So I'm extraordinarily grateful. Once again, I I know we harp on this a lot, but I'm so grateful for our community <laughs> and for this opportunity just to be with other float people, mm-hmm. with Lance, with Dylan, and yeah, and even everybody who's out there who responds and has conversations with us. That is so therapeutic. Mm. I'm so grateful. <laughs> yeah, I always I always love being here. Yeah, I know. It's, so it's, like, it's always great. Last week there was an episode, but we didn't actually talk because, it, it, uh, well, we, we could have met. We didn't, but, you know, we just played played the interview. And so I end up missing you guys. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Dan Larson is a strong contributor on um, uh, float facilitators. I met him in person at the float conference, but I feel like I know him better now just through float facilitators of all the, the writing and the, the comments back and forth and everything. Like, A, I understand his float center way better. By the way, I, I do want to... Um, um, at, at, actually, if he's listening, I'd love at least a speak pipe talking about his water system. And he sent some really interesting pictures yeah. about how, how he does his filtration. But if if not, maybe we'll, we'll get him on the show to talk about that because it's really fascinating. But anyway, yeah, there are, there are all sorts of people that um, learning about through uh, Facebook and the conference and everything. And just, um, yeah, anyway, I digress. Mm-hmm. I digress. It's, it's a very, very cool community. Mm-hmm. Um let's see here oh and we should talk about that next week amy of of, actually let's just officially make next week uh hiring and firing and maybe we won't get to the firing part maybe it's just hiring and it's a weird one because i notice like sometimes employees will say oh yeah so i just listened to the blah 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 episode or this episode like what you what are you doing (laughs) listening to the art of floating podcast (laughs) that's awesome mine do by willing, by choice, or is it in there? By choice. I didn't know. I've never. I did. I've rarely even mentioned it to them, and they all yeah. listen to it by choice. Yeah, That's and they hilarious. let me know what they think of what I say. <laughs> good. So I'm good. always very careful. <laughs> no, I, I really have no complaints about my employees. Does your employee listen, Lance? <clears throat> um, I know. Uh, I know Matthew listens. I don't oh, think cool. my employees do, because I know I. Uh, I gave a shout out to one of my employees, Danielle, <laughs> when I was talking about vape right. life, the vaporizers, because yes. I always bug her about that. But um, she never. Uh, she never said anything. So I'll. I'll, I'll she will eventually. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Wait. So how many employees do you have? I thought you had the uh, one. No, we have three employees. You so have three. we have. I'm uh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, we have uh, Bruce. He's been with us since the day one. He sort of, like, when we were under construction, he sort of just, like, got in somehow. And he's like, hey, I heard you guys got some float (laughs) tanks. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, he's been with us since day one. And uh, we just got another employee back that left us uh, to move to a different province. And uh, we also have another one, Danielle. So Danielle, Caitlin, and Bruce, they're all awesome contributors to our team and yeah, they're all active in float facilitators. Well, Bruce is, and he's not very good with computers. But uh, Danielle and uh, you'll see Penny Lane on there. They're full of advice, oh, and they're cool. always out uh, helping everyone. So awesome! Yeah, Again, that that community thing. Right, mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, 
Fascinating. That's by the way. That's actually how uh, Brian came into our lives. He was running on his Vibram barefoot running shoes, which <laughs> <laughs> were so hot at the time. And he came and was like, "Hey, what is this, huh?" And sat down on the couch, started talking to Sandra, and he's been part of this ever since. He's the guy behind the scenes of the Art of Flowdo podcast here. So that, that's pretty funny. Um, by the way, really big news. Um, Emily Norin, who left to San Francisco, I don't know, like uh, two two months ago or something like that, is back. She's back in Portland. She's back at working at the float shop. And um, it's been a really interesting and very fast transition where she had a really cool opportunity in San Francisco um, working at an eating disorder clinic. And it ended up totally not vibing with her. And I, I mean... Maybe I shouldn't try to explain her reasonings and everything, but it just wasn't the right situation. She decided to come back knowing that when she left, we hired two people on um, to replace her and to cover a little bit of shortage. Um, and uh, But she, she just needed to be back in Portland. Um, and uh, what's crazy is within just a few weeks, she is getting like the same number of hours. I mean, maybe it's shy, but I'm pretty sure she's getting the same number of hours that she had when she left. And um, she's just kind of back to being a, just, just a rock star at the, at the um, everything about the float shop. Like she's, she's just crazy into floating and, but not only floating, but like managing it, you know, like really taking the kind of the ownership feel of things. So um, it's so good to have her back. I can't even tell you. Um, so that's exciting. Just want to share that. I, I um, meant to share that a couple of weeks ago and, and forgot to. So, but now I can tell you how successful it's been um, having her back, by the way. So that's mm-hmm. cool. Good. Usually it doesn't work out like that as, you know, an employee leaves and, and you kind of fill in that void and retrain and start to try to nurture somebody else. And um, it's really cool to have a hire that just knows everything. Um, so that's cool. That's how, that's how we feel too with Caitlin coming back. Now nice, she's coming cool. back and sort of wants to assume some of the managerial roles. Ah, so it's, um, it's cool having someone come back that's already trained and right off the hop there, they're running clients through. So Right. Yeah. Right. I, I feel. Yeah. So next week, hiring, hiring. I want to talk about that big time. It's so important. Amy, are you okay with that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's it's definitely one of my weaknesses. I'm I'm actually um, don't tell I'm your employees interested that. In, well, no, no, no. Weaknesses as far as um, as you know, when you get ready to hire new ones, we've been fortunate up to this point that everybody who's come to join us has been a floater and has been part mm-hmm. of our lives mm-hmm. in some sense. But we're running out of those people, mm-hmm. so um, I'm really interested to hear what y'all have to say about mm-hmm. it. Cool. Actually, I'm I'm looking forward to that. And uh, but yes, I get circling back to the beginning of this conversation. I get the um, apprehension talking about these things, particularly the, the firing portion, um, while our employees listen to this. But I think we can dance gracefully with this and give out really meaty information at the same time. <laughs> uh, Les, did you have something you wanted to say? <laughs> uh, I, was, I was just going to make a joke. I was going to say, "Oh, next week sounds like a good week for an announcement, guys." So pay attention, employees. No. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. I hope they're listening. Jeez. <laughs> well, well I'll find out after this That's episode. That's just Float Shack, not Float Shop, everybody. Yeah. Um, everybody seems to be behind in listening. Even Sandra you know, is catching up on episodes. She just listened to the big software episode, which we want to do a part two episode of, by the way. Yes. Um, after we were done with that, getting some feedback and brainstorming some more, we realized um, there, were, there were more things that, uh, that, that we use that help our business, and we want to want to mm-hmm. get that stuff out. 
Um, there, there are a few things we want to talk about today, uh, but before we get to that, we want to give a shout out to our other sponsor, the Float Conference, which is in Portland, Oregon. That's where I'm at. Uh, between August 20th and 21st, it's a rocking good time. And uh, Amy, I think uh, yeah. we're going to leave you on this one. <laughs> Talking about Float Conference, we actually had a visit this week. Uh, they got in... I think it was Friday night. Uh, Graham and Ashcon nice. from the Float Conference mm-hmm. came by uh, Float Nashville. They are on a float tour, <laughs> and they just finished their first month. And I think he said they hit 56 or 58 float centers in the first month. What? Dang. That is a lot what? of float centers. Is that crazy? Oh my god! Uh, yeah, in one month they had stopped <laughs> out and visited 56 or 58 float centers, um, and they had originally planned to hit that many during the entire three month tour however they are now planning on on hitting close to 150 they mm. they never do anything on medium they they don't they don't no, simmer no, no, anything no. it is crank it up to 11 game on <laughs> wow and it was so funny because y'all had said to me he's like oh were they, do they look tired do they have i'm like no they're like the freaking <laughs> energizer bunnies not only did they come and hang with us at the float center but after we got off work which was um close to midnight actually it was midnight um mark went out with them went out drinking for a few more hours and then we had to show up the next morning to open up the float center and um they um we went out to breakfast no way. Wow. I'm like, wow. I am in my 40s. It was, I was having a rough time. And Mark's in his 60s. I don't know what his right. deal is. He can do anything. Wow. He fits in great. But I'm just like, oh, God, please. Um, but it was so great to see them. Uh, we did some video. So I know at the conference there's going to be some video. Of, oh, cool. You get to see all these people's float centers. You get to hear them talk. Um, and like oh, we said, awesome. it's such a small community. It's going to be so cool to see different different peeps um, cool. and to see their sweet faces, even if, <laughs> if whether they make it to the conference or not. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's awesome. That gives me yeah. flashbacks to the conference when they aired Float Nation. And, you know, I got to hear oh, you yeah. and Sandra and everyone, <laughs> Amy, everyone that was in there was, you know, getting all excited. And that was really yeah. cool. Yeah. I'm excited fun. to see that video. Excellent. Sweet. I know they're making their way up towards you, Lance. Oh, I think you're, you're up there. Lock your doors. Shut your windows. <laughs> I have to look. I have a float. I have a float tour T-shirt they gave me that with all the cities on the back. So I have to check that out. I have to see if Red Deer's on there. But they're heading up your way. I know. Ah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if they say hi. Nice. Yay. Um, I know I've came to visit them five times, wow. four times. So, so I hope they come visit once. Nice. That's right. <laughs> cool. Red Deer, that's, I'm sure that's their first stop. I'm sh- yeah. sure of it. Sure. <laughs> um, check them out yeah. at floatconference.com. That's where you can get yeah. tickets. Check out past speakers, all the good stuff. Floatconference.com. Lance, you had a, a question before the show that I thought was great to talk about. You, you asked if April's been slow for us. And yeah. um, is it just a, a slow month in general? And I would say, yeah, it's slower than usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy, you had a little bit of insight yeah. there. So even as a massage therapist, you know, I, I was a massage therapist for about six and a half years before we started the float center. Every April was always slower, and it still continues to be that way with the float center as well. So I think the service industry in general sees a dip hmm. in April due to, I don't know, maybe the tax tax season, mm. maybe it's spring break, maybe it's, I don't know, yeah. you know something w- in the air. With us running 
two years now. Like this is our second April. We're just starting to see our seasonality now. And last year, April was was our slowest month of the year. And this year, it's it's sort of following the same trend. We're up a bit from last year, but it's still you know slower compared to other months. Um, for us, it's it's usually the month where there's two or three feet of snow and that transitions into sunlight and grass right. and everyone wants to be outside. Yes. Yes. So um, I just, the, the taxes thing just hit me the other day because everyone's doing their taxes, stuff's mm-hmm. running around, it's springtime here, the snow's melting, everyone wants to be outside. Um, yeah. But we'll see what next year's like and see if it is the seasonality or if it's just uh, just what's going on right now. So, yeah, yeah. I, I know, I know global warming or climate change is a myth, but uh, Portland is turning into California. It's insane. It is April here. <laughs> We're supposed to have April showers. It's Portland. We're supposed to be rainy, the rainy city, and uh, it is just cooking here. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm experiencing the same thing where I think everybody's yeah. just enjoying the outdoors, and uh, I think we take a little bit of a hit because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we yep. have seen an unseasonable amount of cancellations this week. I mean, we have had yeah. last-minute cancellations and no-shows more oh, than wow. I have seen in the past four months combined in the last week. Damn. And it has been beautiful. Okay, yeah, so yeah. same in your, your territory. Yeah. Got it. It's gorgeous. Wow. Yeah, well, I guess that answers your question, Lance. And anybody <laughs> out there who runs a float center, uh, if, if you're feeling a little bit of a lull, looks like this is kind of a thing that wow. happens. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess one month has to be the slowest, eh? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey. Hopefully not too much slower. Um, I, I, you had a question for, for us. I have a question for you guys, which is, do you, okay, maybe I should explain it first, which is I noticed uh, through other float centers and a little bit through mine of people love taking pictures on Instagram, Instagram uh, or Twitter. Instagram. I know you guys are fans. I don't understand your, your techno babble, but but um, they take it with the logo right behind them so that people know where they're at. And um, I realized we should really have a selfie spot, basically. And, and it wouldn't be a designated spot where this is where you take pictures, but a really easy place for our customers to get to where they can take a picture of themselves with our logo behind it. And that's just good publicity, right? Like that just makes sense. You want to get that out there, use your social media power. Do you guys have something like that? Or is that even a silly idea? Well, actually, can I just say, I would like to see a cutout of Dylan that people could stand behind. I think that would be pretty awesome. Behind or in front yes. of? Yeah, yeah, you, you have, have a stand cutout. Behind me? You, you could, you could stand. Well, you could, you know, they could put your head, they could put their head in your face. Oh, or, or nice. the, yeah, it could be a cutout. They could stand next to you, put the armor. It would be awesome. You so automatically I would have come a, and take a, a beard, crazy hair. I like yeah. that. Cool. I love it. So I would come and do that. Um, we find that people take pictures of their tank. Whatever tank they're in, they take pictures like crazy. So our selfie spot is yeah. just the float yeah. tanks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it shows up, the same pictures kind of show up all the time. Yeah. Which is good, by the way. We love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree with that. I was going to say, most of our photos, too, are, are coming from the uh, the float tanks or the float rooms. Um, but that being said, we don't have a logo in our front lobby where people can you know, take a picture beside, maybe if we did, um, maybe there would be more photos out there. Well, um, I don't think you have I've, space, Lance. I don't know where you'd put a space <laughs> with your <laughs> uh, I've actually had an idea where it's something I've, I've been slowly working on with trying to do it as cheap as possible. <laughs> but, I love it. Um, I'm already there. Uh, I don't, um, we d- we've dealt with a local company here called Twitchy Booth, where um, they're a photo booth that you rent for parties and stuff. So people come up, 
It's just a booth. Ah, yes. And you sort of press a button, it counts down, and it takes a picture. Mm-hmm. And um, I sort of wanted to build that for our float center to do, like, <laughs> if anyone was interested, to do, like, a pre- and post-float ah, yes, picture. Yes. So you get, like, your own little, your photo prints off, you see what you look like before, and mm-hmm. you take a photo after with your big, giant smile. So mm-hmm. that's something I've thought of doing. I thought that would be very fun, but I don't know who would want to participate. <laughs> so... <laughs> I would do it. I would come and I would participate. I, I can't say we've had the booth idea, but we've definitely had the idea of just, you know, the before and after photos for people. Yeah. And yeah. Um, instead of a, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just like, when I said booth, I, I wasn't actually thinking of booth, sort of just okay. like an inconspicuous area where you would nice. take a photo that right, was right. very consistent. So. Consistency. And yeah, everything was it. set up and printed it for you. and. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my mind's always taken with crazy <laughs> off normal ideas. It. I think that's a good one. I love it. And uh the logo should be behind it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Where you take your before and after. Yeah. Just a thought. Yeah. Um like so uh the next thing that we want to talk about today are soap dispensers. And this one is just torn right from the headlines of uh float facilitators. <laughs> um Basically, I'm I'm curious: Are they wall mounted or, or are they on a shelf? And then, do you have any pros and cons about the dispensers that you're using? So, I think did I see correctly? In Float Facilitator, was the Better Living one that they didn't like? Uh, simple Living. That they're having problems. Simple Living. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. I I do. We use the Better Living, the Four Chamber, and we've had them mounted on the walls for. Uh, a little over two years. Actually, I guess it is close to two and a half years now. And we bought an extra one in case we had to change out parts. We've never had to change out parts. Um, so I love ours. It's fantastic. We we had the individual bottles, but we'd hear things fall. Yes. <laughs> float room, like exactly. onto the floor all the time in the float room. We're like, okay, this is not working. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, we love our better livings. We just bought ours off of Amazon. Um, and it's they're inexpensive and fantastic for us. Perfect. How about you, Lance? Uh, I think I we use the what's it called? Simple. Simple human. I, I know. Simple, simple human. Yeah. Simple, simple living. Human. Simple human. Now I'm all confused. We use those same <laughs> ones, and um, I was very active in that conversation. Well, right. not very active, but I was active in that yeah, conversation yeah. about the soap dispensers. And when we started, these were these are a set of three, and they're ninety dollars. We pay ninety dollars for three of them, and when we started, they were people were. They were coming off, they pop off, mm. and they hit the ground, mm. and they break. So we'd always have to replace them. Um, what we figured was happening is people would either try and push up with them instead of pull it towards you, and that would um, pull it out of its grooves it's locked into, and it would fall on the floor. So you're or, talking about, so you push up on this little button thing. Yeah, so these simple the... human ones, you're supposed to, like, there's a lever that you pull towards you. But we figured some people were pushing up on it mm-hmm. from the bottom, and it's in oh, those like recessed yes. screw holes, so it pops it up and then it comes forward and hits the ground. Got it. Or we only have thirty by thirty-six by thirty-six showers, so mm-hmm. if we were to do it again, I would be doing the thirty-six by forty-eight showers, mm. because when people are washing and their <laughs> elbows are going up, Throwing their elbows, elbows <laughs> their elbows hit the bottom of it and it pops out again. Oh, funny! Uh, wow. Uh, we haven't fixed one in, I would say, over a year. Okay. This is how we fixed our problem. <laughs> the back of the Simple Human, there is four mounting screws on each of the canister. Tighten those up so as tight as they can without breaking them. Don't over-tighten them. So, so they're often pretty loose. Tighten those up, 
and then on your mounting plate that is in your shower, fill that with silicone. With those screws tightened, it will be a lot harder to get in. You push it against the wall and you'll have to push down on it and it will actually click into place. Um, with that silicone in there, it will set in there pretty hard. If you nice. need to get it out, you can, but it, they should not accidentally come out. The only downside is you will have to bring your bottles there to refill them. Um, you can't pull them out of the shower and bring them to your, your oh, soap. interesting. So, got it. Um, but we got some, some big one and a half liter juice jugs and we buy all our, our soaps by the, the 20 liter pails, big pails of them. So we fill up these juice jugs and we can go right up to the dispensers and fill them in a matter of seconds. So cool. Um, it's a bit of work around, but we fixed our very expensive soap dispenser problem. <laughs> I'm not saying that's the right way to do it. I'm just right. saying that's that's how it's we stopped paying ninety dollars every second week for wow. soap dispensers. Yeah, <laughs> way to make it happen. Wow. So we have shower boxes. So we basically just have little squirt bottles for all of our items. It's not super classy, not super anything. It just kind of is what it is. Yeah. Um, and then for our latest float room, we didn't build the shower box into it. Instead, we bought on Amazon the Linnea Luxury Triple Shower Dispenser in brushed mm. nickel. And uh, $98, almost $99, which, of course, made me cringe. But um, the room was looking so good. I was like, well, the soap dispenser has to match. You know, it has to be a nice quality. And I definitely read a bunch of the Amazon reviews, uh, the Simple Human ones, heard a lot about them breaking and this one just just had a real positive stuff it was like all good um and uh three is what i needed you've got the body wash the shampoo the conditioner and then uh, vinegar water <clears throat> is still in a little squirt bottle and that's just set on top of the whole thing so they have flat tops each each one is basically a little shelf and so um i thought it was just gonna be set on the floor and i was a little not happy about that but it's like oh sweet that can just set on top and everything's accessible i love it so it's all good it has two little hooks that come out of the bottom or can but i didn't install those so it's really just um uh, i don't know very simple and and I, i like it that way um yeah, and obviously we just opened this float room, so I couldn't tell you about how long it's going to last. Um, I know the parts inside are plastic. They're not metal, so anything could break at any time. We'll, we'll see, but at least you can't, like, bang into this one so much and, and that kind of thing. And similarly to you, Lance, you have to um, bring over your shampoo and, and dump it into it, which is what mm-hmm. we're used to. And actually, we're used to doing even more work than that, so this is actually pretty simple for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. cool. I, I, I just want to add in, I do really like our um, dispensers. Um, they were just falling off the wall. They do feel quality. They are out of a, a, cool. like a stainless okay. or a polished material, but mm-hmm. they just keep falling off the wall. So. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you're not alone in experiencing that, right? I mean, yeah, that's what no, no, spawned no, 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 no. the conversation. Yeah, I think, was it Greg? <laughs> I think it was Greg that started that conversation <laughs> again. So. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I, I thought he was talking about the, there's another brand, I think it's Simple Human, that um, you set it on a table, or in our case, our shower box, and you put your hand underneath and it auto dispenses. Oh, and yeah. that, those things were flying everywhere. They were shattering. The, the soap would just like get into it and it would break immediately. Mm. It, they were terrible. So when I saw that post, I was like, oh yeah, that's a bad choice. But you're talking about a completely different product. So not... Not the same thing. I'm glad nobody, I hope nobody is using the product I went through. Um, The final thing I want to talk about today um, 
kind of our kind of our main topic here is a huge impact to the float shop recently and i know lance has dealt with this amy maybe not so much but mm, so um, much. you've dealt with everything else so maybe yes. you can you can sit this one out you've we earned just it gotta, gave, gave us a universe gave us a break right <laughs> oh boy knock on some wood um, That's right. So, uh, you know, we're in downtown Portland. We're booming. Apparently a lot like Nashville. Um, mm-hmm. We uh, we have condos popping up everywhere. We're in northwest Portland. There's an industrial district that we're just on the fringe of. And um, they have to expand. So all these uh, industrial places are shutting down or, you know, moving out. And condos are popping up, and which has been great for business. It's been really great. And now one is being built right next to us. Technically, I don't know if you'd say it's Kitty Corner, but basically one of the corners of our property is touching a corner of another place's property. And um, we found that out not uh, not this Monday, but last Monday um, by basically waking up to the earth shaking. Um, and they are just putting, you know, they have to put super deep foundational pieces of metal down to the ground. Piling. Pilings. All right. I'm not the engineer here, but... Um, basically they have to dig super deep and install these things and it, it's little earthquakes. I mean, it's serious tremors going on and it was, um, it happened throughout the, the day and people were getting out of their floats. It was super crappy. We we're refunding people and, um, I start, you know, hanging out in the rooms when nobody's in there, when they're doing their work and it's just like, Oh my God, like this is beyond sound. This is vibration. Like this is going directly mm-hmm. into the room, into the float tank. We can't deliver floats this way. And, um, it uh, was a very depressing day for Sandra and I, very upsetting. And like like most things, you know, the, the quicker you get over that part and get onto, you know, actually trying to deal with the situation, the, the better. And so um, basically we've come up with the plan of changing our hours. Uh, we might even switch to odd hour times instead of even. We talk to them. They'll only be doing this for three weeks, but the construction is for a year. So we don't know what that construction will sound like uh, th- for that year. But for the three weeks, um, at least... Um, opening later uh in the morning and you know they have to go home i think they're done at 3 30 i want to say so at least that won't impact our four o'clock floats and on but that's half of our day and we just opened this new float tank and we're so excited about it and then it's like oh well now we have to cut our our time um so we might add a an eight o'clock float as or excuse me um a 10 o'clock float um maybe that's too late maybe people will dig it maybe not i don't know um, they're obviously not going to be there Saturday, Sunday, so we, we can be open those days. Um, and uh, they've we Sandra Sandra's amazing, and she got them to do their best to do the super crazy stuff on Tuesdays, as best as they can, you know, do that with their scheduling. Um, so this Monday we we blocked a couple floats, but not everything, just to see like okay, what what's it really going to be like? Um, and actually, I think I said it started last Monday. I actually think it was th- it was Friday. Actually, it was really recent. I'm sorry. So it, we haven't been dealing with it that for that long. So Monday comes and goes, and we didn't hear anything. And Tuesday we're closed. I didn't hear anything. So I'm like, uh, what, what are we supposed to do? Are we changing our hours? Do we not? Do we gamble? Do we get in communication with them about when they're going to do it? And I, I don't know. So um, we, we kind of have a plan, but now we're not quite sure if we want to pull the trigger on it yet because it's a big change that we might not need to do if they're not going to be affecting our floats. I'll, I'll tell you that the pilings, like when yeah. you're hammering pilings into the ground, you're taking tons of metal and you are 
slamming metal onto these pilings to jam them into the ground. That's going to make your solid, solid foundation. Um, nothing should be louder than that. You'll, you'll be dealing with sounds and minor mm. vibrations, but <laughs> you'll, you'll, feel pi- you'll feel pilings from miles away. So um, I think once that's done with, I think that you'll be over the worst part. Okay. Um, you're still going to be dealing with construction. Backup alarms are wor- are horrible <laughs> on construction vehicles. Oh, God, um, okay. They seem to shoot through everything. Right. Um, but I wouldn't sweat it too much. I would. I, I'm not telling you what to do. I would just sort of wait it out and huh. and see how these next couple of weeks go. Okay. I know when we first had the road construction happen directly in front of our building. We were we were shaken. We were nervous. It was our first year running, oh, and wow. our pictures were falling off the walls. Oh, Everything wow. was shaken. Oh. You know, dust was coming down. It was. Whoa. They were doing everything. So, um, but we made it through. You know, some people some people get out of their float and say, "Oh yeah, you know, I heard that or I felt that," but yeah, it didn't matter. Um, <laughs> some people would would say, "And uh, you know, they heard something." And um, we actually, oh, sorry, I'm sort of going off now on this. Um, we actually would Please. would refrain from. Um, not really refunding them money, but asking them if they wanted a discount or if they wanted a free float next time. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people fully understood. Like mm. construction, it's not our fault. It's happening. Uh, maybe they won't book, you know, during mm-hmm. the daytime. And we tell them when they were booking that there is construction. You may feel sounds or vibrations. Um, and then we would offer a discount after mm-hmm. if they complained. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. Is that the right way to do it? I don't know. But it was our first year running and you know, road construction, it took, I think it took four or five months to do this because they were planting a power line underground. It previously ran um, all through our, our subdivision and they had to rip up our whole road and bury this in front of our building. So there was tons of equipment. We were scared. We were nervous and um, we just didn't want to be refunding everyone. So that's right. how we made it through. Um, the scary time of road construction is by offering discounts after or for them to come back for a free float. And and I will I'll back up what you and just this is just kind of a general rule of thumb is that we don't um, give away a float that they've already paid for or like if they're there for that we always say you know it's half off your next float or your next mm-hmm. float is free whatever which just encourages them to come in uh, that next time uh, yeah and and they're still mm-hmm. getting something you know yeah cuz when we first found out about the construction, we didn't know what to do. Do we advertise it? Do we say 50% right. off floats because there's road <laughs> right. construction? Do we try and use it to our advantage? That thought went through my mind. <laughs> I think we, yeah, I think we did like one day, like when huh. it first started, but then we realized this is going to last. So sort of deleted that and shoved it off and had a different plan. But um, yeah, we've been dealing with construction almost since we opened. Hmm. And um, that's sort of something we knew when we signed our lease to our building because mm. we're in an area that is just outside of our downtown. We're directly on the river and it's quiet. But the area we're in is being developed as the new downtown. So over the next 10 to 20 years, or I right. guess from now to the next yeah, 10 to 20 years, there's going to be constant construction. There's hotels, mm. convention centers, um, road construction. So... You know, when we were doing our construction, we tried to um, do what we had to do to minimize vibration, to minimize sound transfer, you know, all the basic stuff that almost everyone's heard over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, just try and just don't forget, especially the things like in the walls, when you're putting in your insulation, once your walls go up, you can't get in there again. <laughs> so make sure, make sure you take your time and do those little things right. And yeah. they'll really go the distance. 
Yeah, I want to I want to cover some of those things in the future about soundproofing the insulation and everything and yeah. making sure your contractors do it right too um, mm-hmm. if you're not doing it yourself because it's easy enough to mess it up yourself but you, you can't be watching them all the time um so you so basically you knew that you were kind of buying into a place that was going to be trendy and have more and more people coming in but you had to pay yeah. the price of just knowing there's yeah constantly going to be construction interesting yeah yeah but we haven't the the road construction was the worst mm-hmm. when they were they were hammering up that road or ripping up concrete. That is, that is the exact same thing as that piling. It's it's that vibration. It's almost impossible to stop. Um, mm-hmm. But the the other sounds, it's it's the hammers, it's the dropping wood, it's the backup alarms, the forklifts, the stuff like that outside. Mm-hmm. Um, but people aren't really complaining about it. That's cool. Um, they may mention, yeah, I heard something, but right. they're not upset about it, right? Mm-hmm. They, they they had a good float. Their back feels good. They're you <laughs> right. know they forgot about their taxes. They're <laughs> yeah. stressing over, and you know, in the end, That's if great. you if you're delivering a quality quality service from point A, from them entering your door to them right. leaving, a little little sound here and there, a little vibration, is not going to make that customer never come back again. Well, right. at least I hope it doesn't. So, and um, it it could go to informing them too. You know, letting them know that there will be, there may be some sounds, but I, I don't know. Is that the right thing to do? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you, uh, Float on is closed right now. They they are closed mm-hmm. down for a month, and uh, we're taking their members and their employees to float with us. And it's just like, oh god, <laughs> like, they're closed, and now we might close or at least like limit our cut our hours in half. This is just insane. Um, I know they decided to be fully closed to also do construction and everything and to throw in a bunch of things in there at once um, to deal with this time. But um, like just just trying to look for the answers, what the, what the heck to do here? Um, well, it could happen to anyone any day. Right. Like, mm-hmm. right. Just because you have a hair salon beside you that's been there for 15 right. years doesn't mean that they're not going to, you know, move somewhere else and someone else's has to do their construction. You know, How long is your lease for? Um, if you don't mind my asking. No, it's a five-year release with another option for another five years. So. Cool. Okay, nice. Um, so you, you do feel like you have your foot in the door to be there for a good amount of time, basically. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, cool. we're really hoping to. So I'm hoping to follow Amy and eventually buy her a building one day. So Nice. <laughs> Love it. That'd be nice. That would be nice. I don't see that happening <laughs> for the float shop. Oh, that'd be nice. Aww. Um. Amy, do you have any feedback, any input on on that, what we shared? You know, I I think, um, I don't think there's just one way to handle it. I don't even know if there's a best way to handle it because uh, y'all know your floaters, you know, a little Mm. bit better than anyone else. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think being honest and upfront with them, and I don't think giving away floats is the answer. I really like Lance's solution. Um, And what you're proposing about switching hours, that would be a tough one. Uh, I would... Uh, I would probably, hopefully, maybe you'll hold off on that because that's mm. such a big switch. I hate to see mm. you have to go through that. That is such a big pain in the butt to re-educate mm. people. Right. Um, yeah, but, exactly. but, you know, what do you do? I mean, that would be that would be tough. The hardest thing we deal with is we have a train a half a mile away, and there's a train whistle that no matter what we do, <laughs> we can't get rid of that damn train We have whistle. that in Portland as well. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, those just, high tones, those backup yeah. beepers, the trains, mm. just cuts through yeah. everything. Like a hot knife through butter. It is crazy. Um, yeah. Well, then, um, I think I'll, I'll use your advice, Lance, and 
wait it out a little bit and see how it, it's going to go. And if anything, we'll start blocking off um, floats, I think, in the two rooms that are impacted the most. But also, I think we'll try to get in better uh, rhythm with them and knowing when they're going to do those things. Like, if they're able to plan it out, maybe we can plan out, you know, not um, having floats during that time and finishing that sheetrock mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So, um yeah, and, and I agree. I like that idea of, of not just giving money back. And that's also a weird apology, right? Like, it's like you got nothing out of this and here's all of your money back. It's, it's a little bit weird to, to do. And just as somebody who's trying to make money, you know, that's, that's money right back out of your pocket um, during a time that you, you could make money. So that just that, that way doesn't yeah, feel great. A, coup a coupon is a great way, you know, and that, mm -hmm. that hopefully brings them back into your doors. So that's mm -hmm. the whole point of a coupon, you know. Uh, Mother's Day is coming up. Um, just want to put that out there that, um, boy, that's people, uh, men in particular, spend tons of money on um, spa gift cards uh, during Mother's Day. That's just, this is a huge time for our industry to um, see a lot of gift card purchases. So just one of the final things I'll, I'll leave you with is um, whether, oh, yes. Just, just for some of our listeners who may not know, what's, what's the date of uh, Mother's Day again? Oh, Mom, I'm so glad you <laughs> don't listen 8th? to the show. <laughs> is, that, is that right? I was going to say the 18th. Is it really? It's May 8th. Mm -hmm. no. It's coming up very fast, That's very early way this year. That's way sooner. Oh, Dios mio. Okay, then. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you, glad you asked, Lance. Um, so, like... <laughs> If you're going to do any promotions, if you're going to be paying for the Facebook ads and all that stuff, it's time to start ramping up on that. Or if you're going to do any design work, obviously, that always takes longer than you think it's going to. So get that moving. Or any special sure. packages. People like to spend money on large. Uh, like, like um, we'll, of course, be pushing our spacewalk, you know, all three of them combined. We might even add chocolates or flowers into it if we can. I'm not quite sure. Do we give it to them when they come in? Does that mean we have to keep it on stock or do we give it to them initially when they buy it? Then they come home with a gift, but it's not Mother's Day yet. So we'll figure that out. But um, I just want to ask, what would you guys recommend? So for Mother's Day or any of these holidays that come up, how, how long beforehand do you start advertising? Two when weeks. I started out, I started out like two weeks, um, and I really didn't get much response hmm. uh, at all. So I'll still put something. I have something in our, we use Buffer for our social media, and I do have something two weeks out. Uh, but I don't really ramp it up until the week before, and hmm. I really don't see any or a whole lot of movement as far as people purchasing hmm. until the last three to four days before uh, for the holiday. And I, I hate to uh, be. But that's us. I hate to be a sexist pig here, but men suck at this. Like we don't plan ahead. And this has just been from running the float center is we, it's men on Christmas Eve. It's mother's day. It, it, we see them lining up at the door buying, buying last minute. That just seems so damn consistent. Um, so I'm curious if for other holidays, maybe it is still better to line it out longer because other people mm -hmm. plan better. I won't say what who those people are, but uh, <laughs> they might not be men. Um, that that's just that's what I've seen from the float shop. Yeah. But if you guys, it's good to oh sorry, bring attention. It's good to bring attention to mm -hmm. it. I think a little bit early, but I don't spend a whole lot of uh, Facebook, Instagram uh -huh. dollars until until the last uh, five days or so before. Cool. 
All right, guys. Thank you for another episode of the Art of Floating podcast. Again, you can find us at the float, sh- or excuse me, the float shop. You you can always find us at <laughs> floatshop.com. Um, but uh, you can. Oh my gosh, that reminds me of another thing. I want to talk about this next week, which is uh, we <laughs> the float shop made the top five rankings of Willamette Week, a local free newspaper here. And I was like, oh, awesome, we got the top five. There aren't five float centers in Portland, are there? Interesting. I'm glad we made it. But then they want us to spend a bunch of money on um, uh, getting click-throughs for people to vote on it. And so I want to make a coalition with the rest of the float centers that none of us spend money on this because it's just complete extortion. And maybe extortion. I don't like their politics. How about that? So very, very interesting. Anyway, um, Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. The Art of Floating podcast on Facebook is where you can find us. And, of course, we're always uh, trolling around on float facilitators as well. So, anyway, uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to add before we close up? Uh, There is something I would like to add. Um, On last week's episode, um, we had an interview with Shoshana. Um, It was a great interview. um, But at the end, I know there was a, a bit of sort of misinformation that was spread. Um, she spoke about the FTA being the only um, nonprofit um, float association in the world. Um, to my knowledge, that is um, not true. I know, um, as you, most of you have heard me speak before on behalf of the Canadian Float Collective, um, we were actually registered in December 5th of 2014. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's okay, you're emotional. So we've been, yeah, I am. I am. I am. I, I hold the CFC pretty close to my heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. we've put in hours and hours and hours and hours of effort into it. And it's all benefiting the flotation industry. I don't know why there needs to be um, sort of competition when it comes to um, associations who are trying to help everyone around them. Um, Shoshana was actually at one of our uh, uh, board meetings, so I don't know why she she would not include us as an association because we are working very 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 hard um I'm doing some really great things lance yeah yeah it just it just hurts my heart to uh to sort of to feel that mm. or to hear that when yeah i guess i'll just leave it at that because um you you most of you'll be able to see uh, a lot of the hard work we are doing as it comes to surface here shortly so 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 she said she, <laughs> they're the only nonprofit association float association float in association. the world and and uh um, and you so exist as well uh, the cdc yeah, exists yeah cfc uh, exists we're a fully registered nonprofit. um our corporation number is <laughs> 907790-1 and there's also um the swedish float tank association mm. or the swedish float association i don't know if they're a non-profit though but mm-hmm. there are numerous associations that are trying to better the industry mm-hmm. So um, I just want to give everyone credit, give the sweet Swedish Float Tank Association, FTA mm-hmm. and CFC. Everyone's trying to do the best for everyone. Mm-hmm. I don't think there needs to be um, any sort of competition when it comes to non-for-profit. Well, I, I definitely understand feeling some, well, having some feels about that. If, if, if somebody says that they're the only mm-hmm. one in existence and you've been putting a lot of time and effort into one that, that exists as well, I, I definitely understand that. So, um, yeah. I definitely look forward to seeing more of what, what you guys come up with and, and how you help the community in mm-hmm. this year and in the following years here, too, because I know there is a lot going on behind the scenes, and mm-hmm. it, it isn't all, you know, it's not bearing uh, tons of fruit yet, but I, mm-hmm. I see that vine, and it, 
there's, yeah, there's plenty. It, it's a lot of work. It's like starting a business, but when you're working with association, mm. like there's bylaws you have to incorporate. You have to have uh, monthly meetings and, and mm-hmm. annual meetings. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I have to be careful what I say because I'm held accountable as mm-hmm. being a board member of CFC. We can actually be sued for, for things we say. So um, when you're putting non, non-for-profit or non-profit association in front of what you're mm-hmm. doing, um, there's a ton of legalities that come with that. We have mm-hmm. to pay thousands of dollars a year in insurance just to be an association, and we're not making a dime. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's what... What really strikes a, a piece is is the hours and the commitment into this industry, and there's no return except mm-hmm. for watching watching us help others or help other centers, help yeah. other people. So, my in my pre-float career, I worked in nonprofit. I worked for a 501c3 here in the U.S. and the legalities are um, there's there's a lot of rules, a lot of rules, a lot of things happening. So I can certainly attest to the amount of work and money that goes into a 501c3. And I was not aware that FTA was a 501c3. Um, so that's very interesting in and of itself. And it's good to know that there are people out there willing to help the willing to help the float industry. And if we all in it for the good reasons. If I can just put one more thing out there is that you, you brought up the, the idea of competition um, in these these communities or the or these organizations that are trying to help the float community as a whole. And I just want to put it out there that Shoshana is not on the show today. And so mm-hmm. I, I we really don't know her motivations for, for, for saying that or just mm-hmm. if it slipped her mind or what. I, we we we, we just don't know, and she's not mm-hmm. here to answer that. So I, I don't I yeah. certainly don't want to throw her under the bus when she's not here. But m- most importantly for me is I just want you to be able to share that that CFC exists yeah, as, as yeah. a nonprofit, and that and that that's important th- to you. I don't want to throw anyone under the bus either. I just want to correct um, uh, what what was said on our podcast to make sure we are educating our right. listeners um, to you know the best of our knowledge and. Cool. Um, Nice. Thank you, Lance. I'm, I'm, I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, bringing that up. Amy, is there anything else before we sign off here? I think I'm good. I learned some stuff this episode. That Sweet. was some good stuff. Thank you both for sharing Woo-hoo. your difficulties with the construction. I have a feeling all of us are going to have a, a bit of that mm. in our lives at some point. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and uh, let's just keep uh, keep that community love going. Pay it forward. And uh you know, in life and, and in your business, let, let's keep that. Let's make that the standard of the industry. It's, gosh, that'd be mm-hmm. so cool. Um, we're already in such a good place with it. I love it. Guys, until next week, we will see you next week. You're listening to the Art of Floating podcast. 